Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Bankston Family Fun Time. My name is Cody Bankston. I will be your host and game master for episode 12 of Doves and Demons. That is right, folks. We are at the Dirty Dozen. We have made it to that major mile marker. Thank you for sticking through <laughs> this far with us. Uh, we really appreciate you. When uh, we last left off, the uh, pigs had just uh, narrowly uh, survived an encounter with a pack of imps that was pursuing them through the fields, uh, as well as a narrow encounter with a ghost train that did some serious damage on Frag, uh, and we will be picking up with them sort of dealing with the fallout of that encounter and approaching the house of Old Man Weary out in the fields. That's about all we got to get you caught up on, so I will quit jawing at you and let you get on with the episode. And uh, that's when the voice says to you, look out, Shannon. And then you turn to your right and you see um, what looks like the front end of a train moving towards you guys very quickly. (laughs) It's like full on, like the lights of the train engine are shining on you guys. And you hear like the blaring of like the train horn. And I think, why doesn't, why don't you all just give me a I think this is gonna have to be a demon's roll. I'll say you get two dice. Uh I got a two and a five, so one success. Okay. I got a one and a five, so partial success. I get to ask questions and then I fail. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you okay. failed a demon's roll? Yes, I rolled Damn, you rolled double eyes. ones, huh? Snake <laughs> eyes. So do I see anything like a uh, train track that it's running on, Uh, you know, like Polar Express or something? No, you don't. That is like what is it's not like you've worked your way towards those train tracks that you were standing by earlier. You're just out in the middle of a field and there's just this phantom train bearing down on you guys. Jimmy yells, it's off the rails as he tries to dive out of the way. <laughs> so I rolled three two. So it, it, does it have, is there an engine and a lot of cars? And it, can I make out any markings on this thing? Given how suddenly it's kind of sprang upon you, it's basically you popped out into this clearing, you look to the right, and you just see the front of this train engine moving towards you. So, like, I don't think from where you're standing, you'd be able to necessarily get a good sense of how long the train itself is. Okay. All right, my last question. What's my best course of action with two failures? With two failures, you're going to get hit pretty hard. Best course of action is probably going to be uh, seek medical attention. <laughs> so so dad got, dad got a total failure, and then everybody else got a partial success? Yeah. Yes. yeah. So Frag just gets blasted by this ghost train, and just gets knocked. Uh, I'm gonna say like Frag gets knocked like unconscious for like at least momentarily. And then I think the complication or cr- price to pay for um, everybody else is that y'all managed to dodge the ghost train, but now the imps are bearing down on you guys and they have surrounded you. Me and like too. they have they have emerged from the underbrush and there's there's like six of them we'll say. And Jimmy's gonna lunge forward with his ghost grabber see if that works. <laughs> okay, give me uh give me a demon's roll with two dice. Two fours. So that's my number. Will the ghost grabber work on these imps? It will work on the sense that you will be able to make physical contact with them, but uh, these imps are not ghosts per se. Okay. 
So knowing they're not ghosts, my second question would be, what would be the most effective way to kick these imps' asses? Holy water would definitely be a good start. And then maybe awakening the um, formal, formal angel, uh, now turned demon, to uh, help uh, take care of these uh, demonic fiends. So can I change my action to try to revive Frag? Yeah, for sure. Uh, that would definitely be, that's that's like a cautious action. That's a dove's roll for sure. Um, two dice. Two to five, one success. Okay, so with, uh, so I think we'll kind of go back to uh, a classic move that was used in a previous case is that uh, Jimmy is able to get to Frag's side and um, he knows Frag is always, he's holding, he's always holding. So he kind of goes rifling around. I give him, stick a little cocaine up his nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, hey, I, I'm back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's awake, but he's also coked up now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy says, ah, fuck it, and does a little himself. <laughs> so, My, I already have that bullet loaded, so I'm just yeah, going Yeah, you got the holy water. Yeah, I got the holy water, so I'm just going to shoot into the train slash nymphs. Yeah, don't worry, don't shoot the train, shoot at yeah. the imps. Yeah. So the, um, no, like, we dodged out of the way, and now the imps are around us. So, yeah, in regards to the train, it, yeah, it just, it blasted through, it fucking took out frags super hard, but, like, as soon as it was there, like, it's gone. All right, so I'm just going to, yeah, the largest, like, concentration, and I'm going to shoot the holy water bullets into them. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I have two of them, so two bullets. Okay, okay, so roll me two dice. I think that makes sense. A two and a six. Okay, with a partial success, you're able to smoke one of these imps in the face of the holy water bullet, and that definitely seems to do a lot of damage. Uh, it goes down. The other one dodges out of the way, though, and it lunges at you and uh, scratches you. Okay, well, fuck them. I'm, like, really <laughs> up right now. Um, well, you didn't just get hit by a train. That's true. <laughs> uh, can I... Hit it with my gun. Yeah, give me another demon's roll. Two dice. A three and a four. So I could ask one question. What else can we do to um, kill these imps? Physical trauma is probably going to get the job done. Uh, you know, like the holy water is the most effective means, but you don't necessarily sense that these are like, like I said, they're not like ghosts. They're more just like weird little monsters. Right, right, right. Like, almost like gremlins is kind of what I'm envisioning. Like, the big, mean, nasty, green gremlins, though, after oh, they yeah, get... yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, after they, if they, they've eaten after midnight. Yeah, yeah. Balls turned monsters. All right, I'm going to roll again. And I got a two, so partial success. Okay, yeah, so I think with a partial success, you're able to, like, pistol whip it, um, and it, like, kind of goes down uh, momentarily, but it's not, like, dead. And then I stomp on it. <laughs> Well, I want to I wanna know what's going on with Hazel since she got bit and has now dodged out of the train. Yeah, so how severe is my injury? I mean, unless you get um, some sort of at least, like, first aid, uh, you're going to lose quite a bit of blood, which is going to be complicated um, for you and your team. <laughs> I uh, was torn uh, between digging in my backpack for my, my Mauser, but instead I grabbed my first aid kit and duct tape and I'm trying to put a bandage on it and duct tape it to my arm while all this is going on around me. <laughs> okay. Give me a dove's roll with two dice. Uh, success. 
Yeah, so I think uh, Frag and uh, Shannon are sort of taking point on uh, repelling and fighting and killing the imps. Uh, you're able to kind of hunker down, and uh, yeah, you start uh, tending to your wound. You slap some, like, uh, like you, you dump some rubbing alcohol on it, and you get it wrapped up tight um, with, like, a, a, field, uh, a field dress kit. So who wants to go now? Frag will just... He's sort of, sort of conscious and sort of high. He's, he's just yanking out of his backpack. He's got his favorite close assault weapon, which is a, a baseball bat, bikes driven through it, wrapped in duct tape. And he's just as soon as Jimmy comes up, Jimmy just points at the amps. He's like, "Frag, smash!" <laughs> and he kind, Frag kind of is because he really can't quite see really well. Plus, he's pretty fucked up, and he just starts doing like windmills, wading into him, and just wherever he thinks he sees something green, he's swinging. And he's seeing out. a lot of he's seeing a lot of green, so he's he, going he, full he's on like, berserker mode. Yeah, full on berserker mode. You go. <laughs> so okay, so I think. Normally, this would be at least a two, maybe even three dice roll for you. But like, given that you were like just awoken from like a pretty serious, like like from getting blasted by this ghost train, you're high on coke. Like, you're only gonna get one dice for this roll on a demon's roll. Oh, total success. Well, well, you rolled one success, right? Six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So doubles yeah. is two successes. No, it doesn't. There's nothing in the rules to support that. <laughs> Fine. So, so yeah, partial success. Uh, complication or price to pay? I'll say that like, yeah, you're out there. You're just swinging this fucking bat around. Um, you take out, you know, a few more of these imps. But the problem is that like, uh, your cocaine is already starting to wear off pretty quickly. And um, you realize that like, while you were out in the fight, uh, you know, you were so you were like, you couldn't really feel anything at first. But then as the adrenaline slash drugs wear off. You start to realize that you did get uh, scratched a few times as well. It was just hard to tell because at first you just like you're so used to getting scratched up when you, given the time you spend with BJ that uh, you don't realize <laughs> you don't realize right away that these are like fresh wounds that you suffered from fighting these imps. But I'll say at this point, like you like between Shannon blasting with holy water and your sort of drug fueled berserker rage, there's only like two of these imps left, and they kind of like realizing that their brethren are kind of falling pretty quickly, they kind of run away and scamper off into the woods, and you guys at this point are sort of seemingly alone again. I I need to be patched up. <laughs> <laughs> Or more drugs, or probably both. <laughs> I bring my duct tape and first aid kit. Start to douse you with alcohol and. <laughs> okay, uh... sure. I'm a demon, but I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me another. Uh, give me another doves roll, mob with three dice. Oh, uh, partial success. I got three okay. six. <laughs> partial success. Complication or a price to pay. Okay, yeah, this is the this is the complication I am envisioning. You're able to tend to um, Frag's wounds. Uh, he's sort of fighting you the whole time because you're just dumping rubbing alcohol on his open wounds. Uh, the problem is you don't have anything to sort of keep Frag awake, so he's going to need to keep doing drugs in order to stay awake for the <laughs> remainder of the evening. <laughs> I mean, I've that got, is a complication. I got deep pockets, but Jesus, <laughs> man. I, I think maybe the last thing you'll kind of notice 
after uh, Hazel has tended to Frag's wounds is, you know, Jimmy is kind of looking around, you know, like you see the heat signatures of imps as they kind of scamper off into the undergrowth. And you actually, um, what you realize is um, that cold spot that you're heading towards, it's actually kind of just past this, like, maybe like kind of like line of trees or something um, that's in front of you. And you know, you realize that um, this is more or less like the exact image that you found in the county um, records department. Uh, this is, you are very close to the um, remains of Old Man Weary's house. <laughs> Jimmy is just wondering, could I jury rig a device to like shock Frag every couple of seconds to keep him like, keep him going? Give me a dove's roll of two dice. <laughs> this cannot be an anal device. I refuse to use <laughs> Three and a four. Is there a better way to keep him awake other than drugs or shocking him? Janet, did you pack coffee? I mean, there's probably some coffee in the RV, right? What's an RV without coffee? Yeah, I think I like that. There is another way to keep Frag awake, but it will involve getting back to the RV. Two and a three on my device creation. <laughs> I think um, you're able to, uh, given the um, the kind of tech that you're carrying on you, yeah, you rig up some kind of like, what I'm envisioning right off the top of my head is almost like a uh, like a house arrest ankle bracelet that <laughs> has like, uh, that just is going to shock him in the leg uh, uh, sporadically uh, to just kind of like jolt him back awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep him in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture, like, Frag is basically Popeye if you replace spinach with cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so we got no ghost kids around, right? No, yeah, no spirits in sight. Uh, the imps you have managed to either kill or scare off. You guys standing, um, and I imagine it's sort of this sort of thing where it's like, you know, it's more or less like a skeleton of a house. You know, like Old Man Weary's house is destroyed, you know, a long time ago, and it's just been left. Like what's remained of it has just sort of been left, uh, very neglected, and just sort of this vegetation has sort of overgrown it in the middle of this field that clearly nobody has been, you know, out here for quite some time. So it's a burned out Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a burned out, like, husk of a house. And I imagine over time, some of, like, the remaining structures, like, you know, they're obviously charred, but some of them have probably sort of fallen over, too. There's not really, it's not like a house. This is just sort of a dilapidated structure. Jimmy's like, the fuck is up with those ghost kids or imp kids? <laughs> Anybody? Oh, it's probably just bad parenting. <laughs> they weren't aliens. I can tell you, aliens have better manners than those imp kids. <laughs> See, I blame the schools. <laughs> it's all that Dr. Spock crap or Mr. Spock. I get them confused. So can Jimmy give a quick scan of the house with his ghost detector? Yeah, give me uh give me a dove's roll. I'll say you get three dice. Uh one, three, four. And I'm pretty sure my number is a four. That sounds right. Any indication that those ghost kids are coming back or are they gone for now? So the imps were not like the spirits of children. The imps were something else. Just weird sort of spooky demonic creatures. But you 
do not sense the spirit or you do not sense the presence of uh, the imps at all. Yeah, they are. They seem to be gone for now. Um, you do not detect them in the area. Right. One, three, five. So full success. OK, this house is glowing with spiritual energy. Yo, I have a question. Okay. Can other people use my Ouija board without me suffering the consequence? Why are you doing that in character voice? (laughs) Because I'm in character now. Yeah, but, like, who are you? Are you asking the Ouija board that? (laughs) (laughs) If you're asking Cody, then you shouldn't be using your character voice. (laughs) I'm in a method. <laughs> yeah. you Molly just snap is the, in and out of it, you know. Molly yeah. is the Daniel Day Lewis of tabletop RPGs. <laughs> See, I just picture Hazel just like asking this question to like the nothingness, just like, can I use this Ouija board? Like, <laughs> I would like to say, Cody, to rewind a little bit. That is yeah. the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'll say: is that. Anybody can use the Ouija board, but it's not going to affect you, um, but it's going to affect the person who uses it. As the person most familiar with it and the current owner, quote unquote, of the Ouija board, yeah. uh, you're the only one who's aware of the spirit trapped inside of it. But yeah, if somebody else uses it, they will be subject to the cost of the the artifact of great cost. Okay. I'm just wondering if Ghost Dad using the Ouija board would be able to be, like, super... Uh, super transient. What? Not transient. <laughs> like uh, Ultra Ball? You want Jimmy's Ghost Dad to use the Ouija board? <laughs> no, I want Jimmy to use it, but, like, with Ghost Dad attached to him, it could, like, amplify the powers. Well, I mean, Jimmy's still not aware of your board, so he's going to be like, put away the goddamn toys, Hazel. We got work to do. He's <laughs> not Hazel, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know, I'm just dealing with a lot. There are a lot of ghosts here. <laughs> more, right. ghosts, right. more ghosts right. than I'm typically accustomed to. <laughs> yeah. Like a handful right. of ghosts, like, yeah, I can handle that. But like a house that is mainly ghosts, like, that's just a little bit more than I'm used to dealing with. <laughs> Uh, Frank's just going to move forward. Sounds awesome. A lot of spirits. I'll go with you, Frank. Oh, All awesome, right. Jeff. So as you guys approach uh, the house, uh, you see that, you know, the floorboards are like not only were they damaged in the fire, but they're also, you know, old and rotten just from neglect over time. You're kind of just standing at the edge of the foundation at this point, And you can see, you know, the floorboards are riddled with holes and shit. You can, and there's a cellar underneath the floorboards. You know, like I said, like the remaining structure has sort of more or less kind of collapsed in on itself. It's just sort of being held in place by just like, you know, friction and just sort of leaning up against each other. And as you get closer and closer to the uh, foundation of the house, you start to feel very cold, like a shiver runs down your spine. (laughs) Even frag? Even frag. (laughs) Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that, that was kind of chilly. <laughs> yeah. And as you, as you, as Frag says that, like you see your breath. Ooh, freaky. Is is the way down to the cellar obvious, Code? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that uh, you see like a stairway um, on the far end of the foundation that would lead down to the cellar. 
Frank, if you're thinking about going down there, I had to tell you, I saw this movie a couple years ago. I think we should use it, treat it as gospel. I think we should put a rope around your waist so we can pull <laughs> you back out. Uh, oh, poster, poltergeist, yeah, yeah. That was a stunt double. Okay, sure, got a rope. Right, Jimmy. Jimmy, what do you think of that movie? Oh, way fucking better than Ghostbusters. That's what James <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tie me up. Uh, Sh- is Shannon going to hold? Because here I go. Yep, I'm holding you. <laughs> All right. Stepping onto the foundation, walking across the floor carefully as as I can, going over to the steps. Um, if, nothing's, if nothing's happening, I'm going down the steps. I'll say give me a demon's roll with two dice. Jimmy is also going to keep his ghost detector going just to, uh, to see if I see any changes in like the ethereal energies. Yeah, I got a five and a three. Two successes. Okay, cool. As Frag is sort of making his way across the floorboards outside the house, all of a sudden, Jimmy, your ghost detector just goes fucking crazy. Like, it's lighting up, and, like, it is red hot, and it's fucking beeping at you. So you shout to Frag, you know, something's coming. And um, Frag looks down just in time to avoid as these spectral hands reach up through the floorboards and try to grab his ankles. So you dodge out of the way of that, and you look up just in time as this car just comes out of nowhere, (laughs) and it slams into the foundation of the house, and this spectral form of a teenage boy goes flying through the foundation (laughs) and rockets towards you, but as you're able, you know, since uh, you're able to, you're nimble, and your demonic sort of uh, spidey sense uh, kicked in, and you're able to dodge out of the way of these hands and this uh, uh, car-surfing teenage spirit that has just rocketed through the foundation at you, Uh, but now you've got these sort of hands reaching up at you, and then there's this, like, teenage kid, uh, like, spirit who is now in the house with you as well. Do you want me to pull you back? <laughs> wow, this is a lot to absorb. I, I'm going to move. To, not yet. I'm going to try to get a hold of the kid. I'm, I'm moving, <laughs> moving towards the kid. You're going to grab the ghost kid? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to grab the ghost kid. He's okay. the key. Try to hop in the ghost car. <laughs> gotta uh, try to hijack the ghost well that's my next stupid so movie. so as the as the ghost car slammed into the foundation of the house it just sort of evaporated in this plume of steam oh it's gone okay yeah okay i'm trying to get the kid i'm gonna try to i don't know <laughs> okay. I'm, hoping my, I'm hoping my demon grasp will hold it what are you gonna place. do like ghost cpr on this dead kid what's your <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a plan. I'm just gonna get a hold of him. <laughs> you just go up and try to grab him. What by like by like the like grab him by both shoulders? Like grab him by the neck? Like what are you going for exactly? Just grab him by the wrists, you know. Okay. Like a real friendly crossing guard, you know. Okay. Um. So hopefully oh. not a too friendly crossing guard. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to do that, and your hands just move right through uh, this kid's uh, incorporeal form. And then he stretches out a hand that um, plunges into your chest and you are paralyzed and you start to feel this, you're the, the coldest you have ever felt in your life. And it is rapidly spreading through your body from your core. Shannon, <laughs> I think we better pull him out. <laughs> now would be a good time. All right, so I just, like, start pulling as fast as I can. 
And if, like, the ghost kid gets within reach, I'm going to use my, like, ghost dino grabber to try to catch it. So, first, Shannon, give me a dove's roll with three dice because Hazel's helping you. A two, a one, and a five. Okay, so two successes. You, um, yeah, so you managed to pull Frag out. Uh, you know, he's able to kind of snap out of his paralysis as soon as he's no longer in contact uh, with the ghost. But, you know, he's sort of just being dragged out. And he's sort of, like, bouncing off of some of, like, the remaining, like, pillars and such uh, that are in oh, there. He kind of whacks his head on one of them. He's getting shocked in his ankle the whole time by his parolee bracelet. But, yeah, you managed to pull him out. Uh, but yeah, the the ghost kid is right behind him. So uh, Jimmy, why don't you give me a demon's roll with two dice to try and attack it with your ghost grabber? Uh, two and a four. Do I sense any other harmful spirits in the like that I gotta worry about right now, or is it just this ghost kid at the moment? So there's the ghost kid, and then there's whatever was in the cellar trying to grab frags. Uh, oh. Items. Right, right, right. But that's it? <laughs> uh, that's all you got right now, yeah. Okay. Uh, one and a two. So you uh, you kind of beef it. Uh, you kind of reach out to grab this thing with your uh, your ghost grabber claw thing. And you kind of, I gotta say with uh, two failures, actually, like because you would have been like kind of charging towards the house. And you kind of slip and you fall into the house. And not only do you fall into the house, you fall through the floorboards down into the cellar. <laughs> he was like, who's Oops. leaving banana peels outside haunted houses? <laughs> Terrible placement. <laughs> Spooky, even with your freezer jacket on, you know, you are, it's like you just fell into a walk-in freezer. You know, you can see your breath and, you know, it's like, you know, Outside the house, like I said, you know, this is middle of July in, in you know, the Midwest. Like, it was hot as hell out there, even at night. And now, all of a sudden, you are, uh, your teeth are chattering. You're so cold right now. Do I, do I see any easy exits out of the basement? Uh, you see the stairs on the far side of the room from you. And I assume if I activate the ghost detector, it's just still going nuts? Yeah. Um, so... All right, so this is what's going to happen. You uh, you don't even need the ghost detector at this point because as you fall into the cellar and then you kind of collect yourself and stand up, the ghost of Old Man Weary is standing uh, in the middle of the room between you and the stairs, and he's glowing with this kind of sickly green light that's radiating off of him. <laughs> Shannon just starts talking to the house itself and Mr. Leary, and he says we... We are not here to harm you or your home. We're trying to help you. Please let us know how we can help you and let us enter into the house. Okay. You you don't hear anything from the house or from Old Man Weary. You hear the spirit inside the Ouija board. It says, You're not going to talk your way out of the Shannon. You must act quickly, or your friend will lose his life. Which one? <laughs> okay, um, so I start walking into the house. So and you still kind of have the ghost kid between you and the house right now. I pull out one of my bullets with holy water in it, and I, okay. open, I open it. 
I don't need to shoot it, so I just open the bullet again and throw the holy water on the ghost kid. Good plan. Okay. Give me a demon's roll with two dice. I got a three and a four. So I get to ask a question. Yeah, your number's uh, a three, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, do does it, do I have anything on me that will destroy or defend me against this ghost child? So the holy water, it's going to have an effect on this ghost. Okay. Uh, however, old man Weary's spirit has the spiritual tie that he has to this place and just, you know, the strength of the spirit in general, it's going to require something more than just simply throwing holy water at him. There's, there's something that there's something specific that you need to find or do in order to detach his spirit from this plane of existence. Okay. I got a five. So four and a five, two successes. Okay, cool. So you, I imagine you take out this bullet full of holy water and you just like crush it in your hand and you throw it at the kid and you hear this ghostly wail as the, um, you know, like when Frag tried to grab the kid, like grab the ghost, like his hands just went right through it. And you can see that this holy water like land, like it hits this spirit and, you know, sticks to it. And you hear this ghostly wail as the kid sort of, sort of uh, twists around in this uh, like tornado of like spiritual energy and then like evaporates up into the sky just like the car did after it crashed into the foundation. Wow. Code, am I still paralyzed? No, you're good. You're good to go now. You can do something if you want. Okay. Uh, I want to I want to check in with Hazel real quick, though, because I think yep. she hasn't really gotten a chance to do anything yet. No, nope, she hasn't. So Hazel is like, Frag, you're better now. We need to get that rope off you so we can throw it down in the basement and see if we can help Jimmy. No problem, Hazel. Just take out my knife and just cut it quickly so it's released and throw it down, st- throw it down the stairs. Okay, so the the stairs are at kind of the far end of the building because, like, so from where you're standing, Jimmy kind of fell through the floorboards basically just directly in front of you. The stairs are on the far end of the house, like, away from you. Oh, okay. So I I just want to toss it down that hole. Okay, cool. So then I yell at Jimmy, Jimmy, grab the rope. We got to get you out of there. Give me a dove's roll with two dice, Hazel, just to see how effectively and efficiently you're able to uh, make this rope into, like, a little harness for Jimmy. Two and a three, two successes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you make a little uh, basic kind of knot uh, on there that, yeah, Jimmy's going to be able to kind of cinch around his waist, and you toss it down into the hole through the floorboards. Are you securing it to anything, or is it just you and Frag are going to try and hoist him out? That's what we're going to do. We're just going to try and pull him out. Okay. Jimmy, what are you doing? Definitely down to uh, get hoisted out of there, but... I'm going to whisper to Ghost Dad, be like, Dad, you think you could distract him? Talk to him about something? Like, I don't know what old guys talk about. Like, <laughs> uh, Penny you found last week or how lazy the Irish are? You want to talk to him? Something like, something like that? <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to do like a quick scan around the room for anything of interest before I get hoisted out. Give me a, give me a doves roll with two dice, Jimmy. Uh, three to five. So partial success. Okay, cool. You, so you're looking around with your ghost detector and, you know, the whole, everything around you is lit up with uh, ghostly spiritual energy, but you notice um, there seems to be this kind of little pile of rubble in the corner 
kind of uh, near where the stairs are. I'll say it's I'll say it's under the stairs. And that seems to be the strongest source of the spiritual energy. All right. Do I get any idea like what size it is looking at it? It's not very big. I'll tell you with a partial success. I'll tell you it's not a very large thing that um, is generating this energy. All right. <laughs> yeah, seeing that, Jimmy's just like, pull! <laughs> Let's go, yeah, so you hear your ghost dad in your head say, like, like, hey, uh, you think he's going to want to talk about the crew or something? And uh, he, uh, <laughs> like, you feel their dad's sort of presence leave your immediate area. And um, all of a sudden, old man Weary kind of gets this, like, like his like you can't you still can't see the spirit of your dad, but you can just sense that he has drifted over there and is doing something to old man Weary's spirit where he's sort of it almost looks like he's trying to like bat away like flies or something. His hands are just sort of like flailing around and he looks all confused for a second. Um, but <laughs> just yeah, so you... him down like he does me every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can hear your dad saying something like, hey, you just hanging out down in this basement like a fucking bum, you know? And uh, <laughs> he gets, uh, so you grab onto the rope, uh, the harness, and uh, Frag and Hazel uh, hoist you out of there. And you can hear, like, as you're kind of getting pulled out, you hear the stress of old man Weary's spirit uh, as it's sort of uh, battling with uh, your ghost dad. <laughs> He's like, uh, what, whatever I was looking for under the stairs. And I think we might have a short window to get down there and figure out what it is. <laughs> Dad, you know, he, he drones on, but not forever. <laughs> so Ghost Dad is down in the basement with Old Man Weary, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Frank's ready for a reckless move. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. So uh, Frag saw the effectiveness of the holy water on the kid. So Frag yeah. had his knife out. So F Frag is going to gouge gouge uh, one of his uh, arteries because he's got <laughs> demon demon blood, <laughs> and he's going to do that. He's going to do that after he jumps down the hole, and he can see uh, the ghost dad and and Weary fighting, and, and he's blowing demon blood on on old man Weary, hoping that will helps to do him okay yeah that is such a reckless action um i can't imagine it's one you're prepared for <laughs> yeah like i'm just i'm just gonna say this is a it, one dice roll because this is a what? wild move i i got i got a shot collar and cocaine it's gonna be at least two I'm 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 saying it's just a one dice roll, man. Oh, this God. this is a wild move. This is not something you're definitely not an expert in this, and I don't think this is something you were prepared to do either. <laughs> and again, who is Frag asking for a second dice from? <laughs> it could be the shot collar and the cocaine. You know, he's he's had a rough night. There we go. Oh, got a four. Okay, so partial success, right, or full success? So it's a partial success. So there's a complication, a price to pay, or you have to make a hard choice. I'm just trying to figure out what. So I think the complication or price to pay is that, yeah, you, okay. Frank so... just blacks out for blood loss. 
<laughs> are you like rubbing it on old man weary or you're like are you like fountaining it out of your artery at him well i, I was thinking every time i kind of pump my fist it fired out uh sort of like uh a fluid you know like uh, it was just a mist all over him it's uh kind of like a like a plant mister <laughs> okay so much like the holy water it does land on it and it does not necessarily have the desired effect in the same way that the um, holy water did with the child uh, or with the, the kids, the teenager's spirit. It does seem to cause a certain amount of distress uh, for old man weary, uh, but it's not going to banish his spirit in any way. Like... Um, it seems to more or less just be a distraction. And yeah, if anything, I feel like Old Man Weary would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely more of like a, it's just confused <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and the other complication is that, yeah, like, you're starting to get pretty lightheaded between the uh, physical trauma of being blasted by a ghost train you're coming down off your bump of cocaine, and now you are losing blood very quickly. Um, uh, you, you forgot my shot collar, too. Yeah, the shot collar is really the only thing keeping you awake right now. <laughs> Jimmy's going to use the chaos to try to, like, action leap down under the stairs, if possible, to figure out what's underneath there. Like, Ghost Dad, cover me! I don't know why I'm calling him Ghost Dad now, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, Mr. Mr. Bianchi Sr. kind of leaps back into action. Um, and why don't you give me uh, Demon's roll at two dice, Nick? Oh, goddamn. Three and a four. So are there any other spirits we need to worry about in the house right now? No. Okay. Two threes, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to Do I just leap. fall down the same hole? <laughs> well, you go to action leap um down the uh back down into the cellar, but you forget that you still have the harness wrapped around your waist. <laughs> so as soon as you make a break for it, the rope just gets snagged on like a like a, a tree stump or something like that, and you just like whiplash back onto the ground. <laughs> Well, that's better than hanging down in the basement like a goddamn pinata. Yeah. <laughs> because he's not in the basement anymore, I'm going to carefully, like, try to explore the house and see if there's, like, symbols or out-of-place things. Uh, maybe something that looks as if it's the center of the energy. That okay. Give me, a, give me a dove's roll of two dice. Uh, two and a six, so partial success. Uh, Ouija board speaks to you inside your mind and says, you're getting warmer, Shannon. What do you think it is, Molly? It could be the place, because like, if I remember correctly, he was burnt inside the house. Yeah. So it could be like the place where he died, or um, I don't know, maybe something that he cherished before that, and it's still there somewhere. You're definitely on the right trail. And I would say that you, as you're kind of moving through the house towards the stairs, the voice keeps going, warmer, warmer. <laughs> Should I go down the stairs 
Ouija board. I don't know how to address the Ouija board. Um, <laughs> Mr. Ouija. <laughs> please, please, call me call me bored. My father was Mr. Ouija. <laughs> so the, the Ouija board says to you, you're not going to get anything done standing around up here, Shannon. <laughs> okay, so I yell to the guys at every outback, like, I'm going downstairs. Jimmy's like, got the wind knocked out of me. He's like, cool story. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even tell us. (laughs) Get the the rope ready just in case, Hazel, please. Okay, I'm um, upstairs and I'm trying to detach Jimmy from the harness so we can throw it down if we need to grab them. At the same time, I'm also digging into my backpack. I throw the first aid kit down to Frag and say, if you could still use this, and the duct tape, if you could still use this, bandage yourself up, you idiot. And... Can Jimmy, real quick, before you throw it down there, slip the cocaine in the first aid kit? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jimmy. Give me a dove's roll with two dice, Hazel. Partial success. A six and a three. I'm going to give you a choice to make. You can either throw Frag, the first aid kit, and the duct tape, or you can ready the rope again, but you have to choose one or the other. I'm going to throw the first aid kit. Okay. Yeah, good choice. So, yeah, the first aid kit and the duct tape kind of clatters down into the cellar um, near uh, Frag. I get the Ouija board out just in case. I don't know why, what it might do if I'm holding it. But You're going to, like, hit him with it? <laughs> I'm not making any decisions right now, man. And I start, yeah, walking down the steps and then try to sneak over to the Harry Potter door. <laughs> You're holding the Ouija board out like... Um like a divining rod yeah, that's uh, and like the sort of pointed end of the little thing on the Ouija board is sort of guiding you towards the uh, the little area underneath the stairs okay what is old man where's ghost up to that's a good question he at this point has uh, sort of wiped the demon blood off his face um, and he seeing that Shannon is in the mix and heading towards the area that seems to be the source of the spectral energy, he is making a move towards Shannon now. And yeah, so Shannon, you're getting closer and closer to the thing, but like you're realizing now that the spirit in the Ouija board is sort of making a jab at you, and it said that you're getting warmer, because every step that you take, you feel your joints are like locking up because you are so cold right now. It is just frigid down here in this cellar. And now the uh, spirit is moving towards you to grab at you. And this is when you remember that the two victims that you visited in the morgue had handprints on their forearms. What I want to do is I want to start using the Ouija board. (laughs) This ghost is about to grab you. You don't have time to sit down and play with the Ouija board. (laughs) I was trying to talk to the ghost. Thank you. It's like I'm going to slide the Ouija board towards him. And I'm going to be like, I just want to talk. Okay. Give me a dove's roll with one dice. Five. You go to slide the um, Ouija board towards old man Weary's spirit. And for a second, it doesn't look like he's reaching towards it necessarily. It almost looks like he's being pulled for just a second. 
But then after that, he just knocks the Ouija board aside with a swipe of his hand, and it goes flying into the corner of the cellar. Uh, Frag, what do you want to do? Uh, Frag sees all this happening and realizes uh, uh, this is his time to make a move. So he's, instead of like trying to bandage himself up, or he's even going to take a pass on the cocaine, he is going to sprint to that corner where the object is. Okay. I'll say you kind of make a make an arc kind of around Old Man Weary as he um, is now again advancing towards Shannon, uh, and you sort of dodge around Shannon to get to this pile of rubble underneath the stairs. And I'll say even with your sort of something in your divine demonic nature tells you that that you need to find something here, um, but you right now it just looks like you're looking at a pile of rubble. Uh, in that case, Frag is just going to start picking up the pieces of the rubble and kind of tossing them aside. All right. I imagine Frag, at this point, knowing that he's on the verge of collapsing, is just, like, very comically cartoon-like, just throwing things over his he's, shoulder. He's th- trying to throw them at old man, uh, the old man, too. You know, yeah, yeah. You useful, see that, useful like, rocks. Yeah, these <laughs> things are just, like, just passing through his spectral form. But now seeing that you have, uh, you know, gotten closer to this source of the spiritual energy he has now turned his eyes on you and is now advancing on you very quickly and give me tell you what give me a dove's roll but give me three dice oh okay well stand a shot here we go (laughs) (laughs) awesome three failures okay Uh, i didn't uh, get a question i don't (laughs) (laughs) you're just you're just hucking pieces of debris at this spirit as he gets closer and closer to you. And what I will say happens is um, you get to the bottom of the pile of rubble and you have uncovered what looks like a little jewelry box. But in that exact moment, you're slammed against the wall as these spectral hands have pinned you against the wall of the cellar, and now, much like um, before, when the child grabbed a hold of you, uh, he's got one hand on each side of your chest, and uh, and this just <coughs> freezing cold uh, spiritual energy starts to seep through every inch of your body. But at least the bleeding stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my blood is frozen, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> So I'm pinned against the wall again, huh? So, yeah. So let's go back to Jimmy. So Jimmy's been working on something. Let me know whether or not this works. Uh, But he's been trying to build a ghost net. Okay. (laughs) Can I I try to, like, throw the ghost net down on Old Man Weary? Yeah. Um... That's going to be a demon's roll, but, you know, since this falls within Jimmy's wheelhouse, you know, it's um, it's something he's prepared for, and since he built it, I'll say he's an expert. So give me a demon's roll with three dice. Uh, I got a six, a four, and two. And four is your number, correct? Yeah, so I'm trying to think of a question. So, like, I catch a glimpse of this box. What do I think I need to do with it to try to free it? Like... I assume just smashing it on the ground won't work. <laughs> you need to destroy what is a, whatever is inside of this box. Oh, okay. We do need to destroy it. All right. 
a one, so partial success. <laughs> Throwing this out here as a possible thing. Like, I had, like, it's still experimental, so it also shocks the shit out of fucking Frag. Because <laughs> they <get> the <laughs> as well. Yeah. It might not be a so, bad thing. <laughs> yeah, so this is what I'll say is that um, really, you know, Jimmy's encountered ghosts before. What you don't realize is that this particular brand of ghost snare that you're throwing, uh, there seems to be some sort of crossover somewhere in the sort of uh, divine incorporeal um, field of research. There seems to be some sort of crossover between ghosts and demons. Yeah, uh, like there's like kind of a Venn diagram thing going on with ghosts and demons. Like there's a bit of overlap. <laughs> yeah. It hits uh, Old Man Weary and and, and kind of snares him. But yeah, it, as it goes down, um, Frag is also caught up in this net. So um, him and Old Man Weary are sort of tumbling around on the ground as they <laughs> as you've caught them in this uh, ghost net. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Jimmy's just gonna yell at Jane and like shoot the box. Oh, oh fuck! I think I broke a rib. <laughs> so I run over to the box, and I open it. Okay. Uh, inside the jewelry box, you see a small locket. And I open the locket. Uh, you see an old picture of... Uh, an old picture of a young woman. Um, not, not to hurry up or anything. This is starting to get kind of tingly. <laughs> You're at a very casual pace today. <laughs> okay. Destroy so it, Shannon. All right, so I... Chew on the picture. <laughs> I uh, throw down the locket on the ground, and I stomp on it. Okay. Give me a demon's roll with... I'll give you three dice. Uh, three, two, and one. Okay. And wow. <laughs> so, uh, if my, my stomping on it doesn't destroy it, will shooting it with a silver bullet do the trick? Uh, a firearm will definitely be capable of destroying this locket. Okay. Two. Okay. So, you yeah, throw gonna... this locket on the ground, and you go to stomp on it, but this wave of ectoplasmic energy comes cascading out of it and repels you against the cellar and you slam against the wall. One silver lining though, is I will say that you do land near your Ouija board again. I'm talking to Jimmy now. I feel like we'd have a better chance throwing something at it. I have my gun here, but I'm not that good a shot. I don't think I could hit it and I'm afraid I'd hit one of them instead. I mean, it seems like a better option than throwing rocks and sticks at it. <laughs> I get out my father's uh, Mauser and point it at the at the locket. Okay. Besides, uh, if you miss, you'll just ricochet and hit Frag, and he gets. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a demon's roll with three dice, Hazel. Wow, a six and two fives. Okay, your number is a five, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I guess my question is if. If we're able to destroy the locket, are we home free? Destroying this locket, it is, it is what tethers Old Man Weary's spirit to this material plane. And you get the sense that his spirit 
is connected to all the other spirits that are um, present in this area. All right, partial success. I got a six, a four, and a one. Okay. With a partial success, I'll say you kind of squeeze off a few rounds and first two kind of just whiff it. And the second one hits the pendant with not enough energy or not enough force rather to destroy it, but there's a sizable crack in it now. You can see the um, spirit of Old Man Weary kind of like glitches um, for a second, for lack of a better word. And like, it seems very unstable in that moment that you've done the damage to it. And now you can tell that like the green glowing light that was radiating off of him has definitely uh, dampened significantly. Does Oak and Frag make, like, this uh, rolling move like a log to try to go grab that locket? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Give me a give me a demon's roll with two dice. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Okay, uh, question. Uh, if I get the locket, just possessing it, does that do anything to change uh, the old man's disposition? Or is he just going to come at me? It's just going to attract att- his attention. Okay, gotcha. A success and a fail. Okay, so with a partial success, I'll say you're so you're just kind of log rolling across the floor. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, yeah, still bleeding a little bit too. I guess. Yeah. So here is the complication: you roll across the floor, and you uh, come become even more entangled in this uh, electrifying net but you're able to reach a hand out and grab the pendant um, and you're sort of holding it in the air uh, triumphantly with one hand. But the problem is also that you um, have collided into the back of old man Weary's legs and he has now fallen on top of you. Um, And he's sort of like, he's sort of like wiggling around like a fucking turtle on its shell as he is sort (laughs) of lying on top of the, you and therefore the net kind of getting shocked by it as you're kind of holding the pendant out with your one free arm. Uh, Shannon, we'll say that you have sort of gotten your wits about you again. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, I feel like now that I'm with my Ouija board, I'm going to grab it again. And I, this is my thought, and I don't know how well it's going to work, but I think it has some more, like, ghost fighting powers. So my thought is to place the Ouija board on top of the locket and stomp on it again. Okay. Give me a demon's roll of two dice. You, you know that locket's in my hand. Just, just. <laughs> oh, Frag, so, throw, throw it to me, Frag. So this is what I envision. Shannon gets back on his feet, and he goes charge across the room and grabs the pendant out of the locket out of Frag's hand and throws the throws the Ouija board on the ground and then the pendant on top of it and stomps on it again. And this time you do, like this, the locket is completely destroyed by this action. However, you know, like I mentioned before, there is that moment where the spirit, uh, where Old Man Weary looked like he was sort of being drawn towards the Ouija board. Yeah. He is fully sucked into the Ouija board by this action. Destroying the locket has destroyed his what has tethered him to this material plane, but you see him get drawn into the Ouija board, and then you hear the voice of the spirit that was in there previous, uh, already in there before. It says, Ah, oh, thank you, Shannon. I was getting lonely in here all by myself. Uh oh.
All right, folks, that's going to do it for episode 12 of Doves and Demons. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate y'all. Can't say that enough. If you are enjoying the show, please tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, anybody who you think might enjoy this, uh, you know, spread the good word for us, please. Uh, We would just... Thank you so much for doing that. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to reach out for us to just say, hey, appreciate it, anything like that, you can email us at funtimepod at gmail.com. That is F-U-N-T-I-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Do reach out to us. We love to hear from y'all. I think that will do it for us this time, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.